the goal. Oh my gosh, we're totally live. Awesome, awesome. Welcome, yeah, welcome, welcome. Can't wait to be here. I'm so excited. Can't wait to get this show started. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to the Better Your Business Show. Learn from our panel of industry experts as we teach you how to better your business. I'm Natalie Essman, financial strategist and your host this morning. Joining us on our panel, we have Tehran Glover, co-founder of I Do Systems. Good morning. And the professor of social media himself, Todd Social. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, if you are an entrepreneur of any sort, then you have a dream that you decided you're going to accomplish. Um, now, what you may not have um, is access to experts or a roadmap that can give you step-by-step -step instructions, how to crystallize your, your dream, how to bring it to reality. And that's why we brought you the show to give you these bite-sized nuggets of these micro components that you can use to make sure that your road to success is successful. And we all know that building a business that doesn't come with an instruction. Our goal is to turn your robots into bite-sized pieces to help you better your business. That's right. So whether you are joining us live or watching the replay, replay excuse me, go to pillar5.com, take your free business assessment, see where you're at, and join us in our virtual studio so we can address any comments, concerns, or help you have any solutions um, throughout the show. You get up. And today's show, we have something that I haven't been um, as as um, involved in. So I'm going to really get a lot of information today that I just don't know. So I'd love to, to love, love to find out a little bit more about um, what is who would we have today or what is the topic today's show? So today we have Lizzie Brooks joining us from Virtually Brooks. And we are going to be talking about virtual assistants today. Having an assistant in general, why do you need one and why? A virtual assistant is the way to go. Um, and I think that a lot of us have become just more open to that, especially even with the pandemic. So I'm excited to hear what she has to say. And especially people are working remotely. People are working from home. So it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, you know, the key foundation to any business is who you have surrounding you. Right. And so essentially, I think, you know, what uh, the period of COVID has done is speed up the demand for having an assistant in place. Because if you're if you're starting out and you don't have the proper tools or the proper direction, you know, there's, you know, from assistance to coaches, you, you really need someone to provide you with guidance. And so the world of virtual assistants, it's very unique because not a lot of uh, companies understand or utilize the value, you know, as, as they should from, you know, they use maybe for executives mostly, but there's power in, you know, utilizing virtual assistants if you're a solopreneur and you're you're building an emerging startup and there's some things that you just can't do, you know, that you don't either have time for it or, or you don't have the focus on. And this is where someone like Lizzie comes into play because her agency provides or plugs that gap that you need to con con continue your momentum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and something I like about the uh, virtual assistant platform too, is that it's affordable. And a lot of times when you're dealing with, you know, if we're starting out in entrepreneurship, hiring a full-time assistant isn't always, you know, yeah. on the, on the list of things that we can cover in the budget. So I love that about a VA too, depending on, you know, just where you're at, if you do part-time full-time, they're always affordable. So that makes it great to have that support. Yeah, man. Assistance. I don't know anybody who doesn't need assistance, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, from the executive or founder to the, 
to the specialist, to the everybody. Everybody needs help. And, and the more assistance you have, the better any project can be. So just finding the resources to where to get those that type of assistance and the, the different ways to get assistance, I think is something real valuable uh, for people to be able to access. And, and I'm, I'm glad we got a chance to have her on the show and her agency is yes. that everybody can use to help, you know, give them some momentum, you know. That, yes, definitely. That. I've enjoyed getting to know her for sure. We're going to bring her in. Miss Lizzie Brooks. Good Hi. morning. Hey. Hello, young lady. Good morning. How are you today? Thanks for having me. Right. I'm good. How are you? Always good. Too grateful to complain. Too grateful to complain. <laughs> We're happy that you're here with us. Thank you. I'm very honored to be here. So thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Lizzie, what what is Virtual Brooks? Uh, Virtually Brooks is an agency that I have uh, created and founded in 2017. Um, I have 19 assistants and we offer professional executive assistance. So we offer exactly what you guys were describing, that person who helps fill in the gap and or be your right hand go to person. Um, and we focus on professional administration. So. Some people are more in that freelance space. We kind of keep to more of the, the corporate aspect of things. Hmm. What is the difference in the freelance space and the corporate aspect of things? Can you break that down? I would say nowadays there's a lot of people who do more one-off in like the graphics or the creative side. Um, that's more freelance done by the hour. That's more project based and we're definitely more task and routine based. So we try to find the things within your business that you do on a daily or weekly or monthly basis that could better be done, not maybe better, but could be a better use of your time where you can focus on more income producing tasks where the daily necessary mundane, sometimes mundane tasks could be taken off your plate and done by somebody else. Interesting, valuable, so valuable. I know there's some people, I know there's entrepreneurs watching now, even if it's on a replay and they're kind of stuck right now, like, wait a minute, I need her site, I need the <laughs> I need help, I need assistance. And uh, most of the time, people think of getting assistance uh, or assist, uh, man, how do you say that? Assistance. <laughs> this is weird, not assistance with a C, assistance. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, <laughs> you know, think about getting assistance or an assistant and it costs. Yes. So it's a thought that comes into the into their mind, but it's not really something they'll entertain too much because like, well, I can't afford to hire an assistant, even though I need help. Right. So, a lot of people think I have to hire an employee if right. you're just a one off person and you don't have to hire an employee where it's a contract. So, you know, for my business personally, it's just a 30 day notice. Um, but there is no you're not paying for an employee. So therefore, you're saving all that cost in taxes and paying for what you would have to provide an employee like benefits and and things like that on the legal side of it um we you don't have that we're just a contract between two businesses interesting very interesting can i i want to rewind a little bit and i apologize because um we may have already addressed it a little bit and i was thinking it was when we were backstage earlier, but part of what I find very intriguing about you, Lizzie, is that you haven't been an entrepreneur very long. You grew up in a very corporate environment. Something that I very much appreciate is you're clearly a very ambitious woman, right? So um, I would like to hear, you know, what made you shift? How do you go from all these years where you're in a corporate environment? I knew you were commuting about three hours a day. I think I had read in your story. Yeah. Um, what makes you take this leap of working with this huge company you're passionate you're doing your thing to go through hey i'm just gonna be an entrepreneur right what was the shift for you what was the thought process you kind of went through because that's some of the entrepreneurs people that are watching the show today right that took you were very brave and courageous to do that so what was the shift for you yeah thank you i actually i did grow up in a very like you go to school, you do this, it's everything is kind of like building blocks and boring and corporate. And so that's what I grew up doing. And that's what I grew up trying to achieve and always trying to like impress my parents and do the right thing. And um, quickly, I started realizing that 
I really enjoyed the work that I was doing, but maybe not necessarily always like the, the management or the business structure or like the tight corporate box that um, just kind of really started to make me feel like I was suffocating in that world and I wasn't living out like to a better potential. And so um, I had gone from living in Scottsdale to moving about an hour out of Scottsdale, but I was still driving. So I was still driving an hour and a half each way or two hours, depending on if there was an accident. And so I just, every day I would be like, this is the work, like this is, I was in my twenties and I was like, if somebody could, you know, hit the back of my car today, then I don't have to. Like, and I was like, that's like such a bad mindset to like right. hope for, right? Just to have one day where I didn't have to drive three hours a day or something like that. So then I left. Um, and I went to a job that was like 30 to 40 minutes away. So I was like, oh, this is so much better. And there wasn't as much um, outside work that like I kind of got home around five or six, but it still just like wasn't, it wasn't going to fulfill that like long-term desire that I had, but I didn't know what that desire was. Mm -hmm. But I knew I wanted to have a family. I knew I wanted to or grow my family. And I knew there was no way I was going to be pregnant commuting three hours. So about a year before I made the shift, I just started really going through a big personal development and really kind of mapping out what I dreamt for my life. And my life dream was to not commute and to be my own boss. And so I had friends who had created businesses and I just kept digging like, what is my thing? Like, what do I know? What am I good at? I have friends who have Etsy shops, but I was like, I'm not creative like that. I can't make something and sell it. And so I started realizing that my passion really is the corporate environment that I was living in, but it was kind of with like my own little touch on it. And so I started realizing I'm, I'm good at the administrative tasks. I'm good at what I'm doing. I just want to do it for myself. So I, Kind of went through a little mentorship with somebody that introduced me to the VA world. And about six months in, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave my job of operations and now be operations for myself. And I just awesome. took the leap. So, awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm the boss. <laughs> I can't say there was any like huge thing that was like, okay, now I'm ready to do it. I really just said, okay, I'm giving my two weeks and I'm hoping for the best. And my husband was super supportive and we, you know, had to make some changes here on our side to like make that happen. But when you kind of just give yourself no reason or no, nothing but to make it work, like you just make it work. And I didn't even have, I had one client, I had one part-time client and I was still working in my corporate job and I just hoped for the best and didn't give myself a reason to fail. So, and awesome. you've had virtually Brooks for since 2017, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think on paper like 2018, but I started. I think I left my Three job. Three and a half, four years. 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 Yeah. And 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 where are you guys at today? It's a big deal. Uh yeah. So from 2020 to 2021, I at the end of this month, I will have tripled my business. Um, just in one year. And um, I went from having just me for a couple of years by myself as a regular VA to growing an agency in 2020. And then from 2020, I had about three assistants. And now we have close to 20 assistants. We have about 19 assistants right now. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank who, you. Who is, who is uh, Lizzie? Who, so who is your ideal client from when people come to um, Lizzie Brooks? Dot com and they go through the process and you actually help them out with the solution that you provide them, which is virtual assistance. Who have you found is more your ideal client? What typically situation or scenario are they in? Um, I would say we tend to work with a lot of attorneys. So attorneys are our main um, ideal client. We really like to work with estate planning attorneys, um, general business law. And we also work with a lot in the financial world. So financial advisors, financial um, strategists. So we have like tax strategists, CPAs, bookkeepers. They tend to need a lot of those same like routine tasks that I talked about instead of 
we do do obviously help with projects and, and marketing and things of that nature as well. Um, but a lot of those industries that I just listed tend to have a lot of that routine need that once you train somebody, it's then taken off your plate and it's an entrusted hand to get it done every, every week or every month. Mm, okay. CPAs in the financial industry. So everyone listening is, that may not, that may have to wait till they get to that stumbling block, which is actually a building block in all actuality. They can yeah. kind of prepare for that. Say, Hey, when I finish getting my, when I finish doing my courses, or when I start to you know, put one foot in front of the other, I'm going to put a virtual assistant in my plans for, mm -hmm. You know, extending or expanding. And I would just encourage people because, especially in the financial world right now, you're leading into your busy time of year, especially in CPAs and bookkeepers. So think about while this may not be the time to hire because you're so busy, think about what it is that you could be handing off. So by the next season that you have your busy season, hmm. you could have already trained somebody and had somebody and make this busy a little bit easier. So true. Yeah. It's so true because right now we tend to have a little bit more downtime. But the other thing that I've noticed too, we, being in the financial services industry, which is one of the reasons why I asked you about seasons for you, is that I think it's because people are spending more money than they pay attention to throughout the rest of the year. They notice how much money they're quote unquote wasting. And yeah. I think because I feel like my sales still go up a lot in the month of December, even though even though I have so many more people reaching out, right? Because yeah. it's like, wait a minute, and and your VAs are so affordable that I would think, hey, now I got, I'm wasting all this money on stuff when I could be ha hiring a VA to better my business, right? Yeah. Delegate more free up time. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know how affordable a VA is because they think employee. They're just used to having employee or that more strict corporate mindset where a VA could be less than a thousand dollars a month, but you could be working on so many more income, income producing tasks that it has just paid for itself in the first couple of weeks. If you get back to being busier with your business instead of like in your business. Yes. All right. We are going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back with Lizzie Brooks, CEO of Virtually Brooks. Be right back. Hello and welcome to the Los Angeles Tribune. Since 1886, our name has been a part of the world of journalism. earned a reputation for being a publication that practices integrity, authenticity, and responsibility. For general inquiries, contact today. Thank you on behalf of the Los Angeles Tribune team. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, hello. All right, we are back with Lizzie Brooks, CEO of Virtually Brooks, which is a virtual assistant agency. Indeed, All right. Yes. And Todd, you mentioned earlier on coffee that you had some things you wanted to definitely um, yes. uh, ask us. I would love to go down the rabbit hole of Mr. Todd's social. Well, I, what I really want to do uh, for the next like segment here is really unravel and kind of really explain, you know, virtual assistants and how you process things. Lizzie. So if, if someone's a new client for you, you know, and, and this is probably pretty key for those listeners out there. Walk us through how you take them step-by-step -step process or how you create like procedures or SOPs for them. Because I think that's important for a new client or someone who's looking for an assistant or thinking about an assistant to, to hear. Yeah, so I can't speak for all uh, VAs, but with Virtually Brooks and my agency, we've created um, kind of our standard procedures from um, when we establish the amount of retained hours with the client, we then start off with a kickoff call. We'll, um, well, for my agency specifically, you are, you are always assigned to assistance. So based on our conversation of your needs and when we go through that breakdown of analysis of what you need and how um, I can show you where a VA can be helpful, um, you get two assistants, so it's automatically more of a, like of a team atmosphere. 
And then from there, their assigned roles are either assistant one and two, and they are responsible for creating SOPs um, and maintaining that SOP. I think a lot of businesses will write out um, a how-to guide, but never go back and like edit it or never keep it up to date. But as you're training your assistants, they're creating that document. So it's kind of a gift back to the client. Um, but it's also just uh, an insurance policy that if something happened to one of those two assistants, it's a very clear and well put document that anyone really could just jump in and help as well. Um, or if there ever comes a time where you go back to the office and you don't need a virtual assistant, you now already have had somebody create that SOP for you. Um, but we do a kickoff call in the beginning where you meet the two assistants. We go through a full brain um, brainstorm delegation process. So I have a, a workflow chart that helps us break down daily, monthly, daily, weekly, monthly, what's overdue, what's on your wish list, what's things that you just haven't gotten to because it's only you. And now that you have this support, you're going to have bigger bandwidth and we can help you achieve some of those more long-term projects that have been sitting there. Um, and then we just use that as a guidepost and we do weekly check-in calls um, so that we make sure that we're staying on track and making sure that we're reaching those goals. And usually by the first 30 days, everyone's really comfortable getting through that training process. 60 days, um, typically the client learns to kind of like let go, the art of letting go and delegating. And then by that 90-day period, most of the time, I always get feedback of, I cannot believe I didn't have a VA before, or I can't, I can't thank you enough because my business has already been growing and people have been receiving um, more time in their schedule because they've let go of the things that were kind of keeping them stuck in, in their business, like I said, instead of on their business. So different clients have different parameters, right? And, and so essentially... Is it is the virtual assistant um, acting as an executive assistant or as uh, perhaps a guide uh, for, you know, a prospective client? Because we all know that, you know, different clients have their different reasons. But mm -hmm. the, I think the biggest value that you, you can offer them is they get back their time to be able yes. to focus on what they really want to focus on. So what's your perspective on that? Yeah, we definitely give you the um, gift of giving you time back in your schedule. Um, they are considered more executive assistants. So they are, they become that right-hand person. Um, they really become the person who knows the back end of your business, who, who are responsible for making sure that you're on track because once they learn what your world is, they can kind of help you stay accountable and help you meet deadlines. Um, because when we're our own bosses, we tend to excuse ourselves from saying like, I wanted to get that done on Friday, but I, I guess I'll wait till next Friday. When you have an assistant who can say it's really important, it it will create a triple trickle effect if you do not get this done by Friday, because we are on board to meet our goals and deadlines too. And we need you to be a part of that. So it really becomes like a team accountability type atmosphere where everyone's striving because we're going against those goals that we set in that first meeting with the delegation and making sure that things are actually on track and moving forward. So that's a heavy, that's very, very, very valuable. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to really? go into that a little bit because that's the component that's that a lot of entrepreneurs, mostly solopreneurs kind of miss one of the many that they, that that's missed is that it takes a team. It takes support. It takes assistance. It takes a collective movement to really do anything that's going to be substantial or, or sustainable, I should say. And what you were just talking about as far as putting together an SOP, the accountability aspect, holding the feet to the fire aspect. Mm -hmm. um, we we from studying the industries and the entrepreneurship, we know we know that too many businesses out there now don't even have a business plan. Because yeah. once you start generating revenue, all the other admin stuff becomes less exciting, less attractive. Mm -hmm. And those are the blocks that will cause you to stumble. Um, those are the building blocks that are mandatory. And what you were just saying about having that, I want everybody to pay very close attention to that. Because I can tell you for, for through experience, 
I know my partner Carlton and I, our job, one of our jobs is to constantly fire ourselves. We're constantly trying to fire ourselves. Yes. Because until we're no longer wearing as many hats as was necessary. But that's right. part of what you do. Put out fires, fire yourself. Put out fires, fire yourself. Yeah. You know, and um with the virtual assistant, um what that does really is exactly what's necessary to give any company, any business owner, the momentum they need to do because you can't do it all yourself. Again, you'll, like you said, you won't hold your your own feet to the fire as much. Yeah. That's why even in business, you got to have an SOP. But if you if you create the SOP, now you got to follow the SOP. I mean, you right. got to have an operating procedure. If not, if it's just it's just too easy to start winging it. And again, mm-hmm. once yeah. revenue starts being made, it's like, well, this obviously works. So I'm gonna keep yeah. doing this. It's like, well, no, yeah. not for a long time because the stats are showing that 76 percent of businesses fail within by 10 years, by year 10. And that's because yeah. of those blocks that are missing. So you're really bringing something valuable to uh, business owners right now. Yeah. I got, and I, what I would like to know is where did you learn all this coming from a corporate background, going to a solopreneur? Exactly what Tehran just said. Most solopreneurs aren't thinking about an SOP or if it's like, and eh, it's uh, added to the list of things to do later. It's not on the list of priorities. So for you, how did how did you learn all this? Because you're implementing in your business still a, a, a baby and being an entrepreneur yeah conversations we're having with people that have been in decade business for decades that are coming on the show right so where did you learn yeah. all this um to be honest i really just think it goes back to the roots of i came from more corporate run backgrounds and i think it's just part of who i am like i I am kind of a very black and white, like go through the task. I'm a, I'm definitely like a list person. Like there's lists and organization and systems. And that's just how my world in my brain runs. And so I would say, you know, I do listen to podcasts. I do try to incorporate personal development in everything that I do as well as business. But um, I don't have a business degree. I don't even have a college degree. And so for me, it's really just about trial and error. And I've always been, I pride myself on really not having a college degree because from the beginning, I knew I didn't want to go down that route because I knew even though I was in those corporate environments and those corporate jobs, I knew that inside I wasn't built like there was two things in me, you know, there's what I was raised with and then what I thought. And I think I've just really brought both those together. So I have that structure and I have that determination. Um, And I just I look at people who come to me and say, I need help. I need an assistant. And I just reassure them that our job is to make their job easier. So let us take a perspective, you know, an outside perspective and look at where we could help you or where we can help implement things. And I always say like, we're not here to reinvent the wheel. We're here to enhance what you already have. So we're here to make it easier. We're here to make it better. Um, And then on my side, I do like monthly trainings or I get on Instagram with my team. We have team chats. We have group messaging. And I pour myself into them because I can't be on every weekly check-in call. But if I can pour myself into my team and train them to be the way that my my mind works and kind of where I see things and view things, then I hope that then they pour that into their clients. And I have a client who's taking her two assistants on a retreat in January because they've surpassed all their goals. She's flying them down to where she lives. She's treating them to a weekend spa. So obviously whatever they've poured into their client has been reciprocated and everybody has created such, such good synergy. And that's my main goal is just to enhance and create that team environment to better your business (laughs) and better the outcome at the end because if we're not adding value then then you then there's no point so we have to bring something to the table more than just getting the work done man yep i like it <laughs> i like it a lot. <laughs> right yeah, man. yeah you said some again man i'm hearing 
what you're saying. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down, young lady. Because you. what you said was different about getting a, what I've noticed was different about wanting to get an assistant to assist you make sales. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll get called from friends or things like, I'm looking to do this, I'm looking to do that. But a virtual assistant helps the company run better. Mm -hmm. There's a difference in that. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's, a, there's a difference in that type of energy being added to any company or any organization. So you're more than just what, what I would have thought of before I spoke to you, a, a person that can provide um, more experienced interns. It's like, no, this is totally a different thing than that. These yeah. are seasoned, trained specialists to help your company run better mm -hmm. in the capacity that they can. And that's that's I mean, how do you not put add that to your equation in business and say mm -hmm. you still want to have the same goal? So, and I so, think that go goes a little bit back to what you said about what's the difference between like a freelance VA and somebody that has come out of an agency is that I don't know you. I don't know how you gauge a freelancer's VA in their experience other than just based on their word, which I get is kind of the same on this side, too. But I have definitely poured a lot of vetting and training and um, both business and personal development into my team. So I feel like it is just, at least personally speaking, I know it's a little bit more well-rounded versus somebody who's, this is no, this is not a dig on anybody, but somebody who just wants to work for themselves and have that freedom and that free spirit to go do one-off projects totally fine just totally right. different like that's not what you're going to get out of virtually brooks you know i just here's one thing go ahead let you guys go in joe ingram said something on point commented earlier he said you can't afford to be doing something that isn't in your zone of genius not something you know how to do when you're in business you can't afford to be messing around in a professional part of the company that mm -hmm. you don't master you're doing your company an in, uh, injustice. You're doing your clients a disservice, and 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 so I'm just I'm just loving the understanding of having a clarity of doing what you're going to do on purpose and intentionally. So yeah, yeah. So I know you didn't arrive here without some bumps and bruises because every business owner goes through some types of experiences, right? Mm -hmm. But walk us inside kind of like your early experiences because obviously if you're if when you step away from a job and a lot of people don't have this capacity to trust themselves to do that step away from a job and then step into you know your zone of genius and really focus on entrepreneurship walk us through kind of the early stages and what it took for you to kind of get to where you are today in terms of how you manage things I would say it was a lot of trial and error. So I had to, I left my job with one client um, who, you know, he was in a very one-off industry. He owns a dueling piano business. So it's not like that was like commonly that I could just keep duplicating. Um, but by working with him um, and he will admit he's a very unorganized person. I learned very quickly that the most unorganized people tend to be the people who need the most help because they may be super amazing at what they do, which he's an amazing pianist and owns an amazing business, but keeping up with it, keeping up with the busyness, it can get really messy. So I learned really quickly that my role in being a VA was to bring that organization and structure. Um, so then I started seeking out who needed organizational help and structure. And then from there, I learned what type of clients I like to work with and what type of clients didn't necessarily align with what I wanted to uh, have in my world every day. Um, because like we mentioned kind of behind the scenes, family attorneys is not something that I like to work with that that's just my personal preference um it's just a little bit too personal of a situation that when you're working with a client you're in their work every single day so we have to align personally and professionally on a level and so learning what i liked and what i didn't like was a learning curve um, because i used to just 
take anybody. I used to say, I, I accept all industries. I accept, you know, working with, oh, you only want this amount of hours a month or, oh, you oh, you need this amount of hours. So it was really just learning what my capacity was and how to make the workflow flow um, because there was times where I had too many clients when it was just me um, and I was working more hours than I was when I was working in a corporate setting and being out and networking. And so I had to learn what that balance of why I went into business, that work-life balance, being with my family and being with my business. And my business is my baby as well. But um, creating boundaries both on my my personal side and my professional side, I think, was a huge learning curve as well. Um, and then just fine-tuning it along the way. And then once I got to the point where I was growing and I needed um, to bring on help and bring on more assistance, then it was a learning curve of, what am I looking for in an assistant and what am I, what am I willing to train on and what am I willing to say it's just not a good fit because my heart wants to help everybody. I want to help the clients and I want to help these women work from home and be with their families like I, I got to. And um, then I had to learn what that looked like professionally because you do have to have childcare if you work from home. You do have to have something set in place because we do tend to work with a more corporate setting where you can't really have your baby on your hip as much as I would love to have my baby on my hip. So I think in the pandemic, there was a little grace period with that, but I still like to keep a very structured and organized manner in everything that I bring to the table. So learning kind of who to bring on and who's a good fit and learning their skill set and how it applies to virtually Brooks. So there have been a lot of trial and errors along the way, but I'd say in the last two years, things have really fine tuned. And I think being into a place where my business has tripled, it's showing me that what we're doing is, is working out well for everybody. Indeed. Definitely. We are going to jump into a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Lizzie Brooks, CEO of Virtually Brooks. There are business owners who open a business, close a business, open a business, close a business, and repeats that cycle until one day they open a business that becomes successful, sustainable, and thriving. And that's proven. We could talk about many entrepreneurs that are very well known in the marketplace who tell you they've opened several businesses and closed several businesses in order to get where they are today. Because of the 2000 mantra that came in that you have to fail to succeed. And so in their mindset, I have to start a new company. I have to close it. I have to start another company. I have to. The key word here is I have to. And they don't. There's a choice. They could choose not to do that. On the other side, you have entrepreneurs out there who didn't go through that model of closing and opening new businesses. They just simply fell. They just simply went through hardships, rough times, they stumbled, they hit walls, they fell. And they learned from that mistake, got up, dust themselves off, and kept building the same company. Understand that it's a fall, and failure doesn't kick in until you close the business down. Fall, learn from your mistakes, pick up, and keep going. Welcome back. 
And we're back with CEO of Virtually Brooks, Lizzie Brooks. Yeah, I want to say the comment. Uh, Maggie uh, uh, chimed in. I love it. So important that everyone remembers to stay in their lane of what their genius and what provides the best impact for sustainability. Man, if that ain't the truth, man. <laughs> so, Lizzie, your genius. Well, the, the agency that you have, its genius is the fact that it identifies that right there. And by identifying that, it can actually provide a solution to problems or issues, rather, that business owners and entrepreneurs may not even know that they're having or may have until they have to put out the fire that's now there because they didn't have a virtual assistant. So you're doing yeah. such a grander service um, than most entrepreneurs are aware of that aren't even that aren't putting a virtual assistant on their radar. And they should. All of us should. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of people who either didn't know what a virtual assistant was or is, and they think it's like an employee too expensive. They it, It's like an added cost. It's a fear thing. But if they embrace it, and I always say, if you invest in your assistants, you'll see the return because you're going to see your business grow. You, you're going to see that you're putting in systems and things in place that will help you to that next level. Mm, right, right. So Todd, I think I, I took, yeah, kind of to go ahead, Todd. I don't think I thought I took your, your questions away. I was going to say, I think it's one thing to start a business. You know, it's another to, you know, be a virtual assistant. You know, I've seen, heard, been around tons of agencies or just, you know, small virtual assistant boutiques and freelancers, but you have a, you have a different way of how you do your process. Like even in how you provide two assistants, maybe that's a little bit of your secret sauce because I've never seen that happen. Usually it's a, a one-to-one -one type of relationship. So, you know, how do you, how has it been in terms of your, growth with the assistants and then how to allow them or get them to collaborate cohesively so you can have a successful you know strategy or execution for for the client how is that possible because there, there's a lot of businesses out there that are probably scratching their heads saying how how did you make that work in this short period of time i mean not not a lot of people could say that they could do that and actually grow maybe maintain or you know swim a little bit above the water a little bit but not you know actually grow from there so so what what mechanics or what what is your your psychology your business psychology when it comes to that how how did you make that work so it started the beginning or the middle of like 2020 when we started getting busier so obviously the pandemic is a unfortunate thing however it did boost my business quite a bit, just the amount of people that were coming to us um, because suddenly everybody needed remote help. Um, and I just quickly realized that, again, I can only be one person. I can only do so much. And so when I started training somebody else to do it with me, I started seeing that it gave both of us the flexibility to still create that work-life balance that we needed because we were moms, we were business, I was a business owner, my husband owns his own business. So like our lives needed that flexibility. And, and I noticed when I brought her on, like she needed that flexibility. So being able to recognize that when you kind of spread out and divide and conquer, you can actually create and maintain a little bit of that work-life balance. So I saw it from the beginning that if I needed a day off or she needed a time off or something, the client never suffered because we equally can sub in or tag in or work on something together or split a project in half. So if it's a data entry, it's getting done twice as fast versus relying on one person. Um, but a lot of people need like email management. So having somebody who can go in their inbox and reply or respond in a quick, quickly, quick time manner is something that if I'm working with 
a couple clients just by me, my myself, I can't always be jumping, you know, back and forth as fast. So having that second person, it creates that balance. So I kind of implemented that from the beginning. Um, and then I've just seen it pay off when somebody needs to go on maternity leave. It's easier to sub in somebody else because there's still that one person who's known the game plan from the day one. So they can get that person up to speed a lot faster. The client never has to suffer. The client never has to go, oh, right now I have to start over again. And so it's something that I recognized in the beginning that very quickly turned into a non-negotiable. So if you want our services, you do have two assistants. And that doesn't mean you're paying for two packages. You're paying for a retained 20, 40, 60, 80 hours a month. And it's just getting done by two people cohesively as if it's one person and you would probably never know the difference. Wow. wow. Yeah. I, I love that for so many different reasons between the two assistants and the SOP. It's like, you're never going to skip a beat, right? Yeah. No matter what's going on, you're taken care of. And then the mm -hmm. other thing is we all have different strengths. So, you know, depending on what the needs are, maybe one assistant's better than the other. And you can kind of just find that balance and they can just rock and roll and do their thing. I think it's so genius. I just love that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It's something Thank that <laughs> I don't tend, like I have had males on our team, but we do have all females right now. Um, not all of them are moms, but all of them provide something either for themselves or for their families. And being able to help women stay in the work world while raising their family and being home is something that has just been an added benefit for my team. It's not like I seek it out, um, but knowing that I'm helping provide that and or some people do have other side hustles or side hobbies. And so it's able to like encourage them to continue doing that while working for Virtually Brooks too. So it's created like a huge, I think, life balance for everybody. Mm. Definitely. That's a good recruiter trait because a lot of a lot of young businesses think reverse. They think, okay, I try to manage it myself or micromanage it myself, mm -hmm. and then we'll grow later. Whereas you grew, but also maintain a, a certain value to the customer. And I think the key in that is is if the client doesn't feel any pain you know, then they, they, they find their time, they find their process a lot easier and they find their productivity because the client doesn't feel like they suffer. Because how many, how many clients out there have probably a VA or have a freelancer or have someone that they work with, but, and I know you've heard this before, Lizzie, like they're frustrated because they can't get a hold of them or they're not yeah. available or something pops up. Your system in itself, you know, helps that client be relieved of stress. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a key value proposition. So how do you, you know, so for your clients, how do you explain to them so they'll understand clearly they're not, you know, paying for more too? Because obviously if, if you know, someone's a new client, they're going to think, oh, two assistants, this is probably going to cost a lot. So when you're actually like pitching it or going through that process, how do you kind of explain that to them? I'd say the only time that, you would maybe feel like something is being double dipped on is in the beginning when you are doing your weekly check-in calls, you do have two assistants that are sitting in on that meeting. Um, so a 30 minute meeting would then deduct an hour because you have two of them, but that's pretty much the only time you really see your hours be affected, I guess. Um, really you just get twice as much done twice as fast and you're you are going through your retainer but at the same time like we're very very much aware that businesses run on budgets and that if you get to your retainer and say it's a 20-hour retainer and you um want to continue on for the month we can totally do that but at the same time you can um halt and say okay i've, I've reached my retainer i'm at 20 hours and go on to the meet again on the first of every month. So um, attorneys, for example, they tend to want to continue throughout their retainer and go above and beyond that because they don't want the workflow to stop. And they're usually very happy with the work that's being done because it's getting done 
twice as fast, which means they're billing that much more to their clients as well. Um, so it's kind of like a win-win for everybody. Um, and then some clients are a little bit smaller, more maybe solopreneur or um, one-off projects that have the affordability to say, okay, we, we worked on this marketing plan or we worked on this email campaign. Um, we don't even need to do another one until next month. So I'll pick up again with another 20 hours on the first. So um, explaining to them, it really just depends on what is in your budget and what works for you um, makes the sharing an assistant or having two assistants um, kind of work with their business. So it's never anything that takes away from them. If anything, it's just an added benefit because things are getting done twice as fast and more efficiently, effectively. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. And so um, Lizzie, uh, virtual Lizzie books, right? Virtually books. Virtually books by Lizzie Brooks. Um, so what what is a person, what is typically a person that's not going to have an, a, 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 a virtual assistant going to run into? And you know this for a fact because it's a solution that you solve every single day. Can you say the question again? So there, there are problems that you solve every day. There's tasks that your virtual assistants do, like the SOPs, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, by, by implementing those things for your clients, that means they weren't doing them beforehand. Yeah. So your, your pre-clients, I guess, your, your ideal clients or potential clients from watching the show, there are behaviors that they're doing right now mm -hmm. that you know they're doing right now that they need yeah. or that they ought not do. What are some of those things? Um, I think it goes back to like holding your feet to the fire. So being a business owner, we can often like tell ourselves we'll do something later. Um, so if you're somebody who has things on you, now that it's the end of the year, you can look back on your year and give yourself a re year review and say, if I had an assistant, what could they have done that would have freed me up even two hours a day or five hours a week? small little things. Sometimes people think, well, it'll take me an hour to train. So I'll just do it myself. And it's like, okay, but if it took you an hour to train and then you never had to do it again, how many hours are you getting back in your year? And so if you give yourself a really good self-reflection on you and your business, like what was your, where was your time best spent? Where could you have spent more time to produce more income? Or what could you have let go of that you feel like you're the best at, but maybe you just need to trust in your assistant that then you can still be the best at it, but they can also help you. And again, freeing up your time to then go do other things. And maybe it's not just working on your business. Maybe it's coming home by six o'clock to have dinner with your family. Or maybe it's going on a vacation because, frankly, a lot of people haven't taken a vacation in two years. So right, giving right. yourself that freedom. I have a client who gave us um, a heads up that in March, he's going to take a month-long vacation. He probably wouldn't have been able to do that if he didn't trust his assistants who he's now had for about a year because they know the ins and outs of his business. They know how to respond on his behalf. They know that everything is kind of running on all cylinders and he can afford to now take an entire month with his wife away. So, I mean, it's not always just about growing your business. It's about gaining the time back in your life too. Right. Which is priceless. priceless. <laughs> Especially these days. I feel like things just go by so fast. We don't know what's coming next. And right. you just kind of have to, I don't know, live more in the moment. <laughs> right. Man. Definitely. And so many times entrepreneurs are thinking, too, how much is this vacation costing me? Not just from what I'm spending on the vacation, but on top of what I'm missing out on because I'm not there running the business. But when you have that peace of mind, your assistant money's still coming in. Get to yeah. golf with your spouse, have a great time. They're thrilled that you're in the moment with them. Mm -hmm. And it's just a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I said, one of my clients is flying two of her assistants out because every time she needed to take off this year, her business still kept going. And it's 
met and it's exceeded her goals. And so she's wrote, not that everybody has to like go reward your assistant like this, but they have just created such an amazing bond and created a team environment that I know she's told me she never expected when she reached out, she just needed help. She just needed, at the time, she just needed one person, which she got two, to then just help her pick up little and odds and end projects. And then now she has actually tried to, uh, they asked if they could buy her out of her contract, but the client, the, the assistant didn't want to, she wanted to stay with virtually Brooks. So, I mean, that's like a good problem to have, even though it's a problem that I never really saw coming, um, that they love their assistant so much that they just want to keep them on for themselves. So what she ended up doing was buying her assistant out of the other contracts that she worked with and providing her those hours. So things like that have helped my business grow as well, because then that's providing now another assistant to come in and help fill in those gaps where she just got bought out of because she's working full time for that client. Awesome. Lizzie, thank you so much for being with us here this morning and chatting with us about virtual assistance and why we all need one. Um, you can go to virtuallybrooks.com and hear more about her business. She's also on all social media platforms. We did also put her email and phone number up there for you if you want to reach out and just hear more about their services. So thank you for joining us again, virtuallybrooks.com. Go check it out and see if it's a fit for you and your business. And thank you, Lizzie, so much. Thank you guys all for everything this morning. I really appreciate your time. Awesome, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So takeaways. Oh, man. Oh, man. Lizzie killed me. The one takeaway that I got that's got me still stunned is taking a month off on vacation. That is very, very impactful. That's very, very impactful because there's like levels to the understanding. Like you have a solopreneur who wants to do all the work. So they got to trade their time for the money still. They're not really developing a sustainable business. So then you can delegate and automate, which is one of the hardest thing or difficult things for an entrepreneur, a solopreneur to do because they want to do everything and make sure it's done right. And then there's like another level. We had Xavier Egan on and he was saying, well, why would you even create and build a business? You just go buy one that's already been built. What is everybody doing? So it's all dependent on how you're looking at things. But when she said that the business owner could take a month off for vacation, it wasn't because necessarily he was making more money to afford it. Sometimes the money is there to do it, but you don't have the time to do it. You don't have the systems in place that allowed you to do that. So you're, not, you're, you're stuck having to go to work, if you will. You created a job for yourself. So that part right there was really a good takeaway for me as far as the impact having a virtual assistant can have um, for entrepreneurs. It really open up more than just money, just time. And the whole freedom part isn't just financial. So I like that. Awesome. How about you, Todd? I think the, the important thing to note is that... Um, if, if you're able if you're able to have a client that's to the point where they want to buy the hours of you know your assistant that speaks to the process and the system and the value of what that brings to the table because what's hidden underneath that is the fact that that just saved that person time from recruiting and sourcing and all those other things to find the person that works for them. So essentially, that how much money did they save in terms of not having to do that because they found that through a virtual assistant? So I think people shouldn't discount the power of finding the right assistant. So that proves that you know Lizzie has not only probably an agency, but she's probably uh, equally a recruiter in terms of people. Because if mm -hmm. you find the right people and you source them to the right people, because it's it's a little bit of matchmaking there, then you know, it'll grow. And, and that is a hard thing to do because how many recruiters are out there today trying to find people for different jobs and it can't find them. Right. right. <laughs> you know, so that, that hit me because I'm, I'm just like, okay, that person's working so well that you want to offer them more hours. That right. says something to me that right. says, okay, I ain't got to find nobody else. I, I got who I need. And eventually that person will probably go on vacation too. Right, right, right. You had a brilliant marketing magician, Maggie. 
<laughs> so many names for Maggie. And we love Maggie. She said, yeah. this approach this approach is a great flex for small business owners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Expand yourself. Automate yourself. And I like that. She's right, too. She's right, too. Yes, definitely. Right. How definitely. about you, Natalie? I loved having Lizzie on the show this morning um, for a couple reasons. I use a virtual assistant, so I felt like I learned a lot from her. And to me, it was really inspiring, too, just to see how much she's accomplished in the short amount of time that she's been in business, how the belief that she has in herself and the confidence. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs starting out, I think that's probably the biggest hurdle for them. <laughs> that, ser- that clearly wasn't a challenge for her. Her mindset was like, hey, I could do this. That's not a challenge. Now I just got to figure out the ways to get what that looks like exactly for me. So I love that. I love that she's a big advocate. I think you can hear in her language always. And if you go to virtuallybrooks.com and you look at her website, she loves to help people. I mean, it's just all over the place, all over there. Everything that she's about is about serving and helping women, entrepreneurs, businesses. And so you can tell just that her heart's in the right place. And so I loved having her on the show. I find her very inspiring uh, just as an entrepreneur and as a woman in business. So go Lizzie. I thought today was awesome. virtually virtually brooks.com yes so awesome so thank you guys for being here and obviously thanks to to lizzie for being here this morning thank you to la tribune and to i do systems for today's sponsorship do something today that will help you better your business go to pillar5.com see where your blind spot is we are already at the end of 2021 if you can believe it hopefully everyone's already started thinking about their 2022 business planning all that great stuff It'd be a great part of that business plan. Pillar5.com. Boom, boom. It's great. Just go All do right. it. See you done soon. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> do something today to help you better your business. See you Monday. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm.